Hey guys, here we are, the Quig and Hour MMA podcast, episode 54, and I've got a very special guest for the special Friday the 13th edition, none other than Vince <laughs> from Hell Pachel. How you doing, man? What up? Doing good. Happy Friday the 13th. Right? I, I didn't even think about that until we started booking the show, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is absolutely perfect. Literally my favorite holiday that's not actually a holiday. Oh, oh, well, my girlfriend's is Groundhog Day. I don't know if that counts, too. So it's Halloween and Groundhog Day. I feel like Groundhog Day is kind of a holiday, isn't it? It is, but it's not one that, like, normal people celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, what, how do you celebrate Groundhog Day? Do the same shit you did the day before? <laughs> <laughs> you just watched the movie, like, 17 times or... Yeah, uh, what was it like five years ago? We actually went to Punxsutawney and like we did the whole Groundhog's Day thing. Oh, did you? Um, dude, the movie doesn't even do it justice. There was like 10,000 people there on a Thursday. Damn, and you can't drive there, you actually have to get to town, park, get on a school bus that drives you for like an hour to the spot. Oh, damn. <laughs> It was like four in the morning. People are getting kicked off the bus because they're still drunk from the night before. <laughs> so it was Sorry. definitely an experience. But we can talk about that all day. But, dude, I reached out to you after your last fight because I kind of thought it was bullshit. And I saw, like, you know, even to now, people are still ragging on you about <laughs> People are still what? People are still ragging on you about that fight and, you know, how it went and what happened. So, like, you know, what has been the aftermath since that fight and how do you feel, you know, you did, even though not getting the win, which in my mind, I felt like you deserved. You outstruck him. You controlled more. You know, we have three takedowns to one, and that apparently was enough to win the fight. So, yeah, no, um, honestly, I feel I feel good about my performance. The way I truly feel about the fight is like I won the fight, but he won the contest, right? So it's it's just a, it's a I don't know I'm I'm kind of a I don't want to say I'm a victim because I should have been smarter about my tactics, but I'm kind of like I kind of just got stuck with it with a shitty situation of shitty judges, refs, and then them you know what I mean giving too much credit to someone who literally does nothing just lays on you. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's weird because. Now when I watch fights, fights get stopped and stood up for that kind of shit. And you know what I mean? Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I'll fucking stand that shit up." You know. What I mean? but, but then when this when this lame fucking just lays on me, doesn't do anything. Which you know what I mean? People are like, "Oh, he was controlling you." It's like, no, he wasn't controlling me. I was beating his ass from the bottom. I wasn't trying to get up. <laughs> I didn't, like you know what I mean? Like I didn't realize. I don't know. It's my. This is why I'm so mad at myself. Is because I should have been smarter and I should have been like, you know, I'm talking to this, just get up and beat this dude's ass. But I wanted to beat him. On, I wanted to submit him, honestly, and uh, I wanted to sh- show everybody that even if even if I'm on the bottom, he's the one that needs to worry because he like he was one in danger the whole time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. And then all these little nerds, these little these little uh, Danish blowjob artists are talking shit like, "Oh, I controlled you for five minutes. That's a whole round." And then I'm like, "Who do you think controlled the other ten minutes of the fight? You fucking idiot!" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Years, I don't know. I'm gonna say these retards now. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just an unfortunate situation. But everyone who watched, oh, I lost you. What happened? Sorry, guys. 
It's Friday the 13th. We knew something had to happen. Oh, let's see, guys. We'll just uh, pause this for now. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Nobody wants to see that. Um, yeah, some technical difficulties. You know, that's part of the show. So uh, I appreciate it. I know Vince will be right back on. There we go. Oh, looks like you're muted. I don't know if you can hear me. Can't unmute. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, you know, again. Hey, man, I don't know if you can hear me, but I cannot hear you, and it says your mic is off, so. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's off. He can't tell. Let's see what happens. Well, guys, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, staying with me while I try out these new... Uh, you know, new overlays and new uh, trying to, you know, make the show better for everybody else who's watching. Um, so, you know, I'll take this moment uh, to thank everybody who supports the show. So looks like we got Vince back. Sorry about that. Right, hey! Right when, uh, right when, hung, right when uh, you hung up is when I hung up with him. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden your mic went, and I was like, and he's gone. Oh, yeah, I got a call. So, uh so yeah, the, the UFC gives those things to cut weight in. They give those like those little toaster boxes, and now they're like they're, they're these uh, sleeping bags. Mm -hmm. And so I kept my sleeping bag from the last time I bought it. I kept it, and so I, I brought it to the gym so the boys can use it. <laughs> I got like seven teammates that are cutting weight this weekend and, and fighting. So. Oh my! You said seven? Seven, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, we're like cockroaches in that back. We actually came in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's really grown over the past, I would say the past five years, especially. Yeah, it really has. It's grown crazy. And I like I'm I'm new there too, right? I've only been there for a year, but even the time that I've been there it's grown. Well, and we see that all the time, you know. You've been fighting what since two thousand nine, as far as I know. Oh, like, seven. Been training since seven. Yeah, pro since two thousand nine. And you know, you're you're almost forty, and I don't mean to be that guy because I know everybody picked on that. Everybody's like, ah. Oh. But I think you said it on Twitter. You said, uh, you said, damn it, I thought I was the oldest guy in the lightweight division. <laughs> you were. <t> <laughs> yeah, because I'm the oldest dude in the gym. And uh, like the, the average team age, I think the average age of the team, I think is like 23 or something like that. And I'm like 20 years older than that shit. <laughs> well, and fucking wearing these kids out, you know what I mean? Well, and, and that's part of the success I think we've had. I mean, you know, most people kind of forget you've been in the UFC for 10 years. I know that sounds terrible, but you fought at 173 and 273. And I wish I'm super pissed I lost that fight because I was like, damn, 100, 100 UFCs later in 10 years, I'm fucking still here. Yeah. Well, I think Jim Miller's trying to do 100, 200, and 300, so I'm sure you can do something. Oh, damn. <laughs> but, 
No, like talk about like the move in the last year. I mean, that's a that's a big change. And I don't want to say later in your career because you're not slowing down at all. You know, I'm tired of people saying, oh, he, they're getting older. Look at him, blah, blah, blah. But you guys really aren't slowing down at all. Guys, it looks like we uh Did I lose you? Hello? Hey, there we are. There we go. I just got home. All right. Safe, safe. He wasn't driving this whole time. He's been on a simulator for anybody who's been listening. Yeah, right. Everyone wants to see another road rage incident out of me. <laughs> Wait, another? <laughs> yeah, well I have two on I have two on video. <laughs> what? All right, we're yeah. going straight to that. Well, you know that interview, that interview that I did that everyone was like laughing about because I, I wrote rage on that dude that happened to be like Hannah's one of her one of her friends at school's dads and shit. <laughs> so I I got I got into an incident and then not even like two miles down the road I got in another road rage incident where someone was trying not to let me in on a forced merge lane so I was like screaming at someone else. What are you doing? Get your shoes on, chicken butt. Listen, we're not condoning road rage. We're just saying that sometimes it happens. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta yell at idiots and remind them how stupid they are. I don't know, they forget. This is how a zipper works. You go, I go. You go, I go. That's how this works. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Some people. Some people are just have a hole in them that'll never be filled. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Do you want to go? So I, I, just, I just realized that you're actually wearing a Friday the 13th shirt. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I bought this shirt. Uh, I know you don't like talking politics, but I bought this shirt when all that uh, racism and George Floyd and Black Lives Matter bullshit was going on. Oh, boy. <laughs> you broke the one rule. One rule. Yeah. No sensitivity in my in my body. <laughs> I mean, you're a fighter. There's, it's kind of, you know, there. <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, you get punched in the face for a living. Eh, you can get some concessions. Yeah, no, you know what's really funny is I was talking to someone because uh, I had a black eye. I'm like, why is this guy staring at me? And they're like, dude, your face is fucked up right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then... My buddy's like, dude, he's like, you have to remember that, like, probably 90% of the population don't fight in their entire life, and you basically get punched in the face and punch your friends every day. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of normal to me, I guess. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it on the show, and I'm sure anybody who's been listening since the beginning is tired of hearing it, but I've, I've thrown two punches in my life, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I've been in more fist fights than I could even count or remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's... Now that's a normal thing. Like for you, like if you didn't get in a fight, somebody would be like, "Hey, what's wrong? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah, right. I know people think that is kind of odd when I don't get in fights when I'm not my normal violent self. And I mean, you say normal violent self, but you're like serial killer at like calm right now. Like, <laughs> oh what? I said you're so calm, and you say like you talk about the rage, but I'm like. You're just so relaxed. Anytime you know you do any interviews, anytime you're streaming, the stream 
we got to go right into that. That stream is hilarious. Uh, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I like, I like to chill. That's my uh, time away from fighting time, you know? Well, yeah. So, I like it, to uh, I like to take myself away from fighting. Oh, I just got my lights on. I like to take myself away from fighting when I'm not actually fighting to uh, not get burnt out on it, honestly, because fighting's fun and I love it, but I get burnt out on things I love all the time, and so I don't want to do that with fighting. So after I'm done in the gym, I go do whatever makes me happy, man. I go off-roading, go shooting with friends, play video games. Typically, I play video games. That's like my number one. And Mommy's not here yet, but she'll be here soon. <laughs> so we've got fighter, shooter, shooter dad. <laughs> yeah, I got the hammer right here. I don't know if you can see her, but... Oh, hi. Oh, wait. It's like, uh, yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> That's it? You can have that. But you can't have no candy. You can eat that, but you can't have one of those other candies. That's the only candy you have. Okay. Let me open it. <laughs> this is the best part of the show when stuff like this happens. Yeah, I got to make a deal. I make deals with her all the time. I don't like to, uh, she's not actually, she's not actually my child, but I, I don't treat her any differently, you know, I, I love her to death, but uh, I try to make little deals with her, I try to be like, I mean, I am like a parent, right, but I also try to be, uh, somewhat of an equal with her sometimes, so when she calls me out on stuff that I tell her, like, oh my god, I have no idea, I just gotta bite my own tongue sometimes, because, uh, what was it, what was it about, oh, I think it was like candy or, uh, what was it? Hey, what was I? What was I giving you that one day? And you said, uh, "If you have some," I said, "No, too late." And you caught me eating it. What was that? She asked me for something, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, honey. It's too late today. I can't have that now." She's like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Yeah, she's okay." And then not even an hour later, she caught me sitting at my PC eating that exact thing, and she's like, "Hey, isn't it kind of late to be eating that?" And I'm like, "Throw it in the trash right there, man!" Like, <laughs> fuck, you got me. <laughs> You don't remember that? What was it? What was I eating? It was like a, it wasn't like, it was like a snack. It was like a, it was like a cupcake or something like that, you know what I mean? Well, was like, kind of hysterical though, that she caught you. And even as an adult, you were like, I didn't do it. Yeah, she caught me red-handed. And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> you got me. You got me. You got me, child. You got me. Dude, how do they expect a kid to open this thing? What are you trying to open? I've been trying to open this the whole time. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> what do I need some scissors for this fucking thing, dude? Listen, man, I learned, I learned as a kid I had a little sister. I had to learn how to open all of her stuff, man. It's a battle. Oh, no, and the stick even stuck to the lollipop? Okay, look, you got to be careful, okay? Because this stick is not attached to the lollipop. Look how good, look at this high quality sucker that she got for a birthday party. Oh, it doesn't come out. Okay, it just spins inside. Okay, we're good. It just spins oh. inside. Whew, man, I was worried. That pop's going to come on top of that thing. <laughs> Crisis averted. Crisis averted. in the house somewhere, dude. It's going to be under the couch. Find it 10 months later. <clears throat> now you're going to step on it in the middle of the night when you're going to the bathroom. Like, that's how that works. <laughs> 
I know. I've been stepping on Barbies and stuff lately. That shit kills my feet. Oh, hey, at least it's not the Legos, man. No, she has Barbies and she has like these things. Oh, Jesus. These little like magnetic things are like straight up spikes. And I love to kick those things at night. What are they? Oh, those, yeah, those are from Santa. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, what were we talking about? That had to be the most interesting 15 minutes to start a show ever. Because <laughs> there, there was no one thought. It was literally like, let's go here, let's go there. Yeah, and then I also have like a ton of shit, like all this stuff right here. Because I, uh, I recently purchased a vending machine. And I put it in one of the gyms that I go to, so I had to buy a ton of shit for it. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on, time out. Like a claw machine or like a vending machine? A, what do you mean a clone machine? What the fuck kind of shit do you claw know about? A claw machine, not a clone oh, claw. machine. No, 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 not a claw, not a claw. <laughs> no, it's not a claw. Oh, shit. It's uh, just like a just a regular vending machine that you get, like, you know, snacks and drinks out of and stuff. I mean, that's kind of genius. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Uh, I bought it just for like some passive income, you know, to make money when I'm not making money. Yeah. Um, I'm from California, so you can. I was uh, traumatized. My brain was traumatized into uh, always feeling like you can never have enough money. Yeah, I live in Florida now, and apparently it's one of the top ten the most expensive places to live. The most expensive places? Tampa. Like expensive? Florida in general. Like expensive? I mean, it's more expensive than I ever wanted it to be, but like, I know how much stuff is in California. I ain't cheap. <laughs> Bro, I came from California, and now I'm in Colorado. I felt like I got a discount on my... <laughs> Bro, I feel like I got like a 50% discount on life. Fuck that state. Oh, yeah. No. I'll tell you what, though. If I was still there, I wouldn't be able to fill up my car with gas because my GMC is like $100 out here. It's 23 bucks a gallon. It's what? Dude, it's madness. Yeah, it's 450 here. I don't know, if that, I don't know what that helps you with, but. 450 Where are you at? Florida. Oh, in, oh, in Florida? Dude, I went to, I went to jujitsu Wednesday night. It was 4.30. I came home. It was 4.50. I was like, what just happened? Wait, what? Yeah. Within an hour and a half. Yeah, here I think like the cheap gas is like 380 right now. And mm -hmm. then 91, I put 91 in my in my Honda because I got an SI, but the 91 I think is like four around 450. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking 87, son. <laughs> I don't get that 91. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm putting, uh, so the 85, we have 85. What is it, 85, 89, and 91? California is 80, 87, 89, 91. Oh, here's yeah. 85, 89, 91. But, yeah, but the price difference between, like, so in California, it's only, like, 10 cents difference between the regular and the super. super. It's usually, like, t like okay, so... Regular is like whatever, and then the plus will be like ten cents more, twenty cents more, and then the super ten cents, twenty cents more than that. That's usually how it is in Cali. Yeah, that's, that's here, normal. Yeah, yeah, but out here the regular gas is three, like three eighty, and the premium is four fifty, which is like a huge jump. So it's like almost a buck. 
And and when I had my I had an '89 Bronco too, my first car. And I used to put premium in it, and I stopped putting premium in it when it went to 250. I was like, nah, that's too much money. Now I think I'd kill for 250. Dude, yeah. yeah. When I first got here, when I first got here to, to Colorado, it was uh, it's three bucks a gallon, under three bucks a gallon. I think it was like two ninety a gallon here. Yeah. And then I saw it slowly just start doing fucking jumping jacks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of it doing jumping jacks, but I'm down for that. So crazy. <laughs> Star Butterfly? Dude, she's like so into these. It's so cute, the shows that she loves to watch. She does me. She's got me watching these damn shows, though. Well, that's what happens, man. I know, but they're so adorable. I don't even care. Yeah. Now, again, growing up little sister, like, I, I know more words for the Little Mermaid than, you know, I, I really want to admit, but, you know. Bro, I've been trying to get her to watch, like, all the old school Disney like Cinderella, Beauty the Beast, and Snow White and stuff. But she likes watching. Uh, she likes watching movies that have like underdogs in them. She loves the underdog characters, like the characters that are kind of shunned and no one really likes. Oh, she, yeah, she's like that. She loves those characters, which I absolutely adore about her. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. How old is she? Four. Four oh yeah, half. four and a half. Huh? It's never four or five. It's four and a half. That's what she likes this show right now. Star Butterfly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, like, this is the stuff that she likes. Oh, it's so cute, though. The girl in it's super cute. Like, her little, the little personality of the character is adorable. Dude, this is one of the funniest interviews I've ever done in my life. Like, <laughs> all over the place. I love it. <laughs> This is my life. Hmm? This is my life. Welcome to it. No, man. And that's, hey, that's my life. Uh, did you see me on my stream after I got my steering wheel and shit? The what? Did you see me on my stream after I got my steering wheel and shit? Yeah. Dude, I was... I almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. Because you were so like, no! Yeah. Dude, that that shit's pretty nuts, bro. Like, it's like. Were you are you actually shifting and everything, or do you just have the button? No, you got to shift too. Some cars use like a lot of the cars have paddles, so it's just paddle shifters. Yeah, but like the older cars and the roadsters and stuff, I actually have a. uh, I don't even know what they call it. I guess like an H, but it's a double H that I have to use because it's a six speed. But I actually have a shifter too, and clutch pedal. Like, and and I have to use a clutch pedal. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you can set it to make it like all pussy, right? You don't need that stuff, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm like a driver at heart, so I love that. Dude, I haven't had a I haven't had a stick shift in like 13 years. I still put my foot where the clutch is in the car. I still keep my hand on the shifter, like this whole time. <laughs> I was like, I, my girlfriend's like, why do you keep your hand there? I was like, when you own a manual like that, what happens? Yeah, I think I've only, I think I've had. Uh, Three automatics in my life. Let me see. The Thunderbird I had was an automatic. The Ranger. Yeah, the Thunderbird. I had a Thunderbird, a Ranger, and then now my GMC is automatic. The only three cars I had, they're automatic. And I think I've had, like, at least 30 cars in my life. Motorcycles and stuff. Damn. What was your favorite motorcycle? 
Uh, it was my R1. Actually, no. My favorite was my Harley. My R1 was my funnest. Yeah. What Harley did you have? I had a uh, I had a 2015 Dyna Street Bob. Um, and I had that thing done up. I spent money on it. Like I had a full exhaust on it, intake. I had bars. I had like chrome up the fucking ass on it. Like it was it was really good. It was a dope bike. And uh, I got fucked that. I got t-boned by some dude. I got hit. And, I got involved in a hit and run accident. Some dude t-boned me and took off, and uh, totaled it. Fucking ruined it. I was actually thinking about buying another one or maybe even a little Grom, but I'm dating some motorcycles. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't talk about this a lot. Oh my god, look at you in your green screen. You look yeah, at that. I don't even know. <laughs> He's in the middle of screaming. Oh, I'm still doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm about to smoke a ball. This is fucking insane. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, so I don't ever talk about it, but what I do for a living is I handle motorcycle claims. So I know how that stuff is. Oh, yeah. And I know, like, I know how crazy it gets. So the fact that you're alive, be happy with that, man. Yeah, without saying too much, I, I've never received a ticket on my R1. <laughs> you got to find out what the Colorado Statue of Limitations is, and then you'll be good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. They got to get me to incriminate myself first. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump us back a few things. And you actually brought up a question that I wanted to ask you. You know, you talked about wanting to submit him in that fight, yeah. in that last fight you had. And I noticed having a black belt, you don't have any submissions. And if you do, I missed it or Wikipedia missed it. So... Yeah, I don't have any submissions. The only submissions I have are on Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. You know why? I just don't like giving people the choice. Uh, it's not that I don't. It's not that I'm not good. I'm actually a lot better on the ground than I am. That's why every time I get taken down or something, I'm on the ground. I'm never in a bad position, really, right? Yeah. No. Like Jim Miller's Jim Miller's the only person who's ever put me in a bad position on the ground, um, where I actually I actually had to like do some defensive shit and be smart about what I was doing, but. Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And I, I guess, I guess I was just being a little, I don't know. I was a little too cocky, honestly, in that fight. I should have just, I should have got the job done and talk shit later. But I wanted to beat his ass and, and do that in front of everybody because of the shit that he was talking. Right? Like, he made some posts on social media talking shit and then tagged me in it. So I was like, okay, motherfucker. Like, we'll see what happens when it comes fight time. Like, bring that energy, right? Yeah. So that's why. That's kind of why I was the way I was, and I was talking shit to him, which I didn't even realize you guys can hear me. <laughs> I didn't realize they could hear me in the middle of the fight with all the shit I was saying. So, um, I mean, they try to cut some of that out. So, yeah, normally they don't hear me, and like I've never watched any of my fights and heard they heard me say shit, but they heard me there. Like, I it was like they had a mic on me, man. That was kind of nuts. But I was like, <laughs> oh fuck! I, as Peter thought, everyone knows everyone knows who I am in there now for real. Dude, I think. <clears throat> What was it? The was it a Tim Elliott fight a few months back or a year ago? Like where he was like the camera was right on him and you could hear everything he was saying like clear as yeah. day. Yeah, it was Tim Elliott. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm gonna mess you up. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. front of everybody. Like, yeah, can you well, get I'll up? Honest, no, you can't. I'll be honest, when I fight, I talk shit the whole time, but I'm like, I don't know, my mentality with it is somewhat of like a mobster, I guess. Like I don't like other people to hear it. I just want that fucker to hear what I'm saying to him, you know what I mean? Like 
I'm just I'm just there to demoralize that one person. I don't want anyone else to know that unless they deserve that. You know what I mean? Like I'm oh. not that. <laughs> Yo, now everybody knows your secrets out, man. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now everyone knows like how I am in there. But whatever, it is what it is. What's fighting, what's fighting, the weirdest thing you've said? That third face that people don't normally see, but I show them. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you said to somebody in a fight, and they just did they like look at you like? What was that? Like, no, not really. I mean, uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, when I was fighting, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Cofer on the Ultimate Fighter, we ended up in like a weird, a weird position where I was like mounted on him, but like backwards facing the other, I was facing his legs. Mm-hmm. And I remember like just, I don't know, if, I don't remember if I said it out loud, if I was just thinking, I remember just like, I thought I said it out loud to myself, but I was like, I just wish I had a fart right now. Just like so just shit in this dude's face. Because I was in the perfect position to just feed this dude. Oh. <laughs> feed him the dirtiest cupcake he's ever experienced in his life. <laughs> I'd probably say that. I'm going to say something along those lines. It was probably the number one for me. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. Like, that's. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Listen, man, we I've talked about this before, and I'm like, listen, there was there the John Jones Ryan Bader fight from way, way, way back then. He whispers something to Bader. Like he's got him in the guillotine, and you'd see him lean in and whisper something. And then Bader taps, and I went, I just want to know what he said. Now I know you all do it. Yeah, fast John, uh. Yeah. Beta fight doesn't remember. <laughs> Shit. Oh wait, the bell hurt. The bell is Bader's been a fucking straight terrorist ever since he went to Bellator. He really was, except he had that one fight and he got a he got a little overzealous. Yeah, yeah, but I mean he's been actually he's been like fucking shit up. It's kinda cool. Makes me happy a little bit. Because sometimes you see guys leave and it's like, oh no, here comes the demise. But Bader was like, fuck that, sky's the limit. Well, yeah, and I mean, you look at, since he left, I just pulled this up. So he beats Phil Davis, beats Vassell. Which beats I didn't Kingo. think he was going to beat Phil Davis. No. I did not think he was going to beat Phil Davis. Like, I know Phil Davis. Phil Davis is a fucking monster. I did not think he was going to, I didn't think he was going to be able to touch Phil Davis. Mm-mm. He beats Mitrio. He beats Fedor. Thirty-five seconds. Yeah, the Fedor fight was tied. And who, who else? Did King Mo? Did he knock out King Mo? Yeah. In fifteen seconds. Yeah. He's yeah. So He's then he had. Good. I mean, people can say those were like kind of fluky things because it happened so fast in the fight, right? Like. But now, nah, man. But at the same time, man. Yeah. A win's a win. Yeah, exactly. So then he that's has the that bothers, that's the thing that bothers me the most about my fight is because yeah, I I know I beat his ass and he knows I beat his ass and everyone else knows I beat his ass, but he still got the fucking win at the end of the day, and that's what sucks. So I feel like it's a stupid question. Do you want to fight? Do you want a rematch? Do you want that fight again? <laughs> I mean, I don't mean right now. 
I want to say like yes and no, like yes because I just want to beat his ass just to show everyone like for sure finish him, right? But then again, no because then it's like fuck. I, I don't know. I feel kind of petty if I just if I dwell on that because I know I beat his ass. So if I'm just kind of like you know what I mean, I'm letting that control my emotions right now. I feel if if I if I really want that back, if I if I just let that if I succumb to that feeling of wanting that fight back, I'm mm-hmm. like I'm letting those emotions get to me. And I mean, obviously, let's be honest, it still bothers you. It does, yeah. But it's it, it's been a month. Like, it's not, you know, we're not talking about something 10 years ago. Yeah, that's all, that's always going to bother me. I don't think that, I don't think that uh, irritation will ever go away. <laughs> I'm so, I'm like such a competitive person. I fucking hate losing. I hate it so bad. If I could kill losing, I would strangle it to fucking death with my bare hands. Right, like I hate, I hate it so bad. I'm so competitive, and so like my losses really fucking bother me. And that's why after my losses, that poor next guy got the fucking shit kicked out of the way he did. Yeah, but, like you know what I mean. I fucking hate it. That's it. Just bothers me, and that kind of thing never goes away. You know, like that kind of thing will never go away. It's never not gonna bother me that I lost to someone who's a lesser fighter than me. You know, because of some bullshit. But well, and even even looking at it, like. You have three losses. That's it. For someone who's been in the UFC for a decade, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had a lot of downtime, but yeah, my only three losses are from being in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, you went on that tear because I got into like a little, uh, I got into like a little uh, shit talking match one time with uh, who was oh with Kevin Lee on Twitter. Because uh, I think I had just gotten injured, and uh, he said something. Someone said something about, oh, Kevin Lee should fight uh, from Alpha Shell. And then I was like, I'm down if you are, uh, but I'm injured right now, so when I'm done, when I'm when I'm healed up, like, let's do it. And then he starts talking shit, like, oh, you don't fucking want none of this, yada, yada, you fucking beat up tomato cans, <laughs> talking all this shit, right? So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, guy? You need to, like, calm down. And then he's like, oh, no, you fucking beat up all these tomato cans before you got in the UFC. He's like, you ain't even at my level, yada, yada. So I look up his, uh, right? So I was seven and over in the UFC, seven knockouts. Yeah. And uh, I look up his record, and, and it, was, it was whatever it was. Like, he had a winning record, right? But they were all decisions. So I was like, bro, I was like, don't even come at me with that bullshit, dude. I was like, come on, you're smart now. Aren't you some kind of bioengineer or something like that? I was like, bro. And now a word from our sponsors. Barbara Cubana for the beard care. Fat Boy Jiu-Jitsu for some amazing BJJ gear. Uh, at Tim Makes Knives on Instagram. It's at Tim underscore Makes Knives. Makes some amazing knives. You should check them out. Bertso's Bake Shop, if you're ever in the Orlando area, has some amazing baked goods. Definitely try them out. I'm not as cool as Vince, and I don't have a, you know, Rev Gear hat and shirt and everything else. So uh, <clears throat> we'll have to wait till he gets back on to tell us the rest of this. But I hope you guys are enjoying this new format, this new change. And uh, everything that we're trying to do to make this show that much better for all of you watching, listening, um, you know, everything that we're doing. So, um, again, thank you for everybody. And uh, we'll see if we can't get Vince back on here in just a second. Okay. Hey, guys, we're back. I know there's no reason to say we're back because I'm just going to edit that part out. So, (laughs) (laughs) dude, I did that once. I was like, sorry about the delay, but I edited that part out and everyone was like, what delay? I'm confused. <laughs> I did some nice transitions. Well, um, what was the last thing we were talking about? Now I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. Black belt. 
Yeah. Let's talk about that because you usually don't see people with black belts with zero submissions. And I know that's not a knock on you. Uh, Cause like you said, you don't, you don't want to give them that opportunity that way out. Yeah. I feel like uh, submitting someone gives them the opportunity. I mean, it's kind of like making them quit, but you're giving them a choice. I like shutting motherfuckers off. I want them to wake up and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I mean, that was hell. That was straight to the point. So, you know, talk That's about the reason. I'm not going to change my style up because I fight the way I fight for a reason. So I'm not going to like become that boring grappler anymore. But I'm definitely not going to let that bullshit that happened with Madsen get by me again. Yeah. And and like we were saying before, you know, you just changed gyms a year ago. And I, I, again, I'm sure anybody who talks to you, and I'm only bringing you up to, to make fun of it. So, you know, when people are like, oh, they're getting older. No. Like, you didn't fight like a 39-year-old guy in that fight. I'm yeah, like, like you're not training like that and you're not improving. You're you're beating up the 20 year olds in the gym. Yeah, and I'm still improving as a fighter. I'm still getting better too, right? Like I don't know, it's kind of weird. I feel like I'm just I'm a late bloomer, so I feel like I'm just kind of hitting my strides now. Oh yeah, I mean, you talk about I hate that I'm going to bring this up. Talk about Daniel Cormier, and it's nothing personal, but I mean, he started way later in his career than most people would. Yeah. You know, and we still have guys, but now you're seeing a lot more guys fighting past 40. When 10 years ago, 20 years ago, guys weren't fighting past 40. And if they were, it was a freak show. Like, it really was. Like, the early yeah. days. Oh, see, now we lost you. Oh. I had a phone call. Someone's calling me again. Almost and you're, you're a little too popular for this show. Like, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> Mostly it's annoying. I wish people just forget I live sometimes. <laughs> See, now we got to figure out where we were. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just don't, uh, I don't know. And like, I'm like, yeah, I'm older. I'm almost 40, but I don't, like, I don't feel that way. I don't feel old when I'm in the gym. I mean, anyone that's around me who knows me doesn't, re doesn't realize I'm 40 until I tell them how old I am. Like just my my mentality, the way I the way I carry myself, you know. What I mean, like I'm I'm mature, but I also like to have fun, right? Like I'm just like a happy go lucky kind of guy who, who when when I need to get shit done, I throw everything on the floor and get what I need to get done, you know. Yeah. But uh, as far as submissions, I don't know. I mean, you might see some more submissions out of me now. I might go for a little more because I kind of do want some submissions. I wanted to submit Madsen, right? But uh, man, it's hard when someone's just stalling out time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize how easy that is to do. Like, I could easily take someone down and stall out time and, like, win a fight like that. But, fuck, man, I'd have to kick my own ass if I did something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't. My moral compass won't allow me to do something so bitch-made like that. That I, You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'll fucking lose. I'll lose before I do something like that. I don't know. I I mean, I kind of love that that mentality because, you know, I started I started watching MMA right around the time you started training a little bit after, if that gives you any idea. Yeah. And I'd be watching a fight and I'd be like, why doesn't he just get up? Like the door's there, like do that. And then I started training jujitsu and I went, Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And people, people like people that watch it don't understand that kind of thing. Right. They like, I could ease so easily just stall out of position like that and stay on top. But it's like, fuck man, I'm just not that, I don't know. I'm not that kind of person. Right. But they you know, to each his own, I guess, right? Because I'm not the kind of person who drives fucking 30 miles an hour in a 45 either. And there's all kinds of people that do that around me. So, 
we're back. We're back to road rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the best analogy because there's so many idiots. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so many people. Like it's it's like people watching Formula One, and I only I only bring that up for two reasons because I love Formula One. Number one, but number two, watching the stream and watching you play it. You know, watching you drive. You know, there's people who are like, I don't understand why he couldn't have taken that corner better. I don't understand. I'm never gonna tell a Formula One driver how to drive a car. Yeah, it's hard. They don't understand. Like, it's it's things that the people don't understand unless you're there, right? You're in the you're in that position. You're in those shoes, and that's why, like, a lot of times when these trolls on Twitter just talk shit. It's like I can't even start because you're so stupid for me to to lose years of my life to explain to you something you should already know is like <laughs> not a route that I'm willing to go down. You know. <laughs> But sometimes it is. Sometimes I like to talk shit and bash these little fuckers. So I don't know. Just depends on mood, I guess. It, <clears throat> there's a difference between a keyboard warrior and somebody who actually punches people for a living. Like there's. there's... Yeah, I know. And I think the funniest thing is them talking shit. Like, oh, this guy's so petty. He responds to everybody that talks shit to him. And it's like that's not petty. If someone's gonna talk shit to me, I'm gonna talk shit back. Like you're not safe on the internet for me, you fucking turd. Like, I'll, I'll find your IP address, dude. I know nerds. I'll find your IP address and knock on your fucking door and just shit down your throat, bro. Like, people think they're safe on the internet, but they're really not. <laughs> You're really not safe. And fuck your VPNs, too. I can still find you. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they're lucky. They're lucky that I'm not old me. That's all I'm going to say, because I'll knock on their fucking door. I feel like we're watching Jane Silent Bob right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm like a movie check. <laughs> I love that movie. That's like one of my all-time faves. What did you think of the reboot? Uh, I'm never really a huge fan of like a lot of sequels and, and things like that. And so I was I was like whatever about it. Like I Jane Silent Bob was good. Oh, the strike the strike back was good, yeah. but then they made after I wasn't really too fond of. Clerks, I well, I, I guess Clerks was a little different. Clerks one and two were good. They were um, good, but it was the it was literally black and white, like yeah, there's there's a difference, right? So it's almost like I kind of I kind of uh, use the analogy of it's almost like a memory. Like when you have a fond memory of something, let's say it's like a burger place or something, right? That you went one time with somebody and it was just so fucking good. Let's just say you were super high and you get yourself super high and you go back to this burger place and it's not the same, right? Because your memory is just deceiving what you actually thought it was. But that like that's kind of like how I feel about that a little bit. Like sometimes things are just like so good the way they are, you just. Just leave it alone, you know? Just let that be the good memory it is. Okay, so I can never let my girlfriend watch this episode because she will take that advice. So don't, don't. <laughs> because, so we, we love going to St. Augustine. Obviously, it's, a you know, the oldest town or the oldest city in America, at least what they say. But it's our place to go. But there was a place that had this sandwich. It was called the Apocalyptica. It was the best sandwich I had ever had. Oh, man, already. <laughs> and we went back, and not only is it under new management, the sandwich is gone. Oh, yeah. The that experience been... almost ruined. And I was, she goes, we shouldn't have come back. We should have just left this shit yeah. where it was. And I was like, damn it. You know what's funny? I feel like I've had a situation like that, but I can't really put my name on it or put like my, my finger on it. <laughs> Your name on it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even high. It's because I'm not high. Nah. Listen, man, there, there are some people that function a lot better. I don't want to say impaired, but enhanced. Let's just call it enhanced. So. Well, I'll say this. like, uh, I'm the kind of guy that people don't realize I smoke weed until I smoke weed with them because I'm always high. And they go, how do you hide it so well? How do you like 
I'm like, cause I'm just, always not, yeah, you just don't know it. I'm just, I'm a really functional stoner where I'll get, I'll get stoned out of my brain and just go about my day. Like nothing's even wrong. Right. Like I, I'll smoke a blunt and then go train, go sparring. Like I love to just get high and go train. What, to me, that is like bliss. What's the difference? Like, what is it like? Not high versus high. Like, do you even remember? Because, <laughs> like you said, yeah, I do. And honestly, being high in the gym is almost—it's almost like I don't know. I don't—I don't really think consider it cheating, but it, to me, it feels like almost cheating because if, like, when I'm in the gym, like, like I'm a—I'm a good fighter, right? Like, I could say I'm a good fighter and, and feel okay about that. But yeah. when I'm in the gym and I'm high, I feel like I have this concentration and this tunnel vision and this ability to just not quit, man. It's almost like a. It's kind of like a kid, you know, if a kid, you go, oh, we got to go do this. And the kid's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then you make it fun. The kid loves it, right? And the kid does yeah. it fun. And that's like how it is with me. It's so fun. And when I'm high, it's so much more fun that I don't realize I'm there for two, three hours training straight the whole time, right? Like I'm just going. And I think that's like the big part of it for me for fighting is I love it so much. And it's so fun for me. It's literally the only thing in my life that I've never lost passion for. It's the only thing that in my life, that video games, basically, and smoking weed. Yeah. Those are like the three things in my life. <laughs> That's a nice. I've never lost passion for for fighting, smoky weed, and video games. I I mean I can I can you know be I guess I could be on the over two of those things and but I've never fought and I don't smoke so I'm just still gonna say two video games and <laughs> fighting like. <laughs> Listen, I'm that weird guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just, I don't know. yeah, that's just how I am. Listen, I'm, that's why I make people. Hmm. See, we killed his phone again. He got so high that his phone died. All oh, the references, guys. You guys are going to love this one. You're going to pick it apart. Uh-oh. Ah! You didn't catch none of that, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. So uh, when I talk to, like, friends, like, old friends and stuff, when I used to go to school with whatnot, and they go, oh, what are you up to now, you know? Or if they don't know I'm fighting or whatnot, I'm like, or if they do know, even if they do know I'm fighting, I'm like, dude, I'm just... Honestly, I just do the same shit like in high school, man. I just I smoke weed, play video games, and fight. Like that's literally my life. And uh, some would say that's kind of depressing, but I love it. <laughs> well, it's so weird because a lot of people use the gym, they use exercise as their outlet to get away from things. Whereas you're completely the opposite. You know, you you fight, and then you want to go home and play video games. Yeah, and uh, fighting for me is kind of the same thing. It's it's an outlet, but it's also something that I want to do. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. It's so weird. Like I've I've never. The only thing I could say is like if you have a job that you love and you just like wake up because you love going to work every day. You know what I mean? Like I've had jobs where I was totally fucking miserable, and I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to just go with the fuck back to bed. Fuck this job. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've had jobs like that, and and. Yeah, like they made me money and, and I've had my good days of those jobs, but in the end I wasn't really truly happy at that job, right? Where fighting is the one thing where I love. I love everything about it. Like you know, well let's okay. I don't like cutting weight. I don't like cutting weight and I don't like dieting because I'm a junk food junkie. I'm like the Michael Phelps of MMA. Yeah, but, but how many how many times do you miss weight? I've never missed weight. Exactly. But that's because uh when when I gotta throw shit on the ground and get my shit done, I do it, you know what I mean? Like I'm very, I'm very strict. I'm very stern on myself. I'm probably the hardest person on myself than anybody else is, and and I don't think a lot of people know that about me because I keep that to myself. But I'm very hard on myself, and I'm I'm very. I don't I don't let myself get away with shit. 
And mm-hmm. if I do, if I do, I make myself suffer somehow later for it. Like I always, I'll do something extra later for it because I'm like, you know what? I was being a piece of shit. So let's just, let's just, <laughs> even, out, let's just even out this yin and yang here. So my life doesn't completely fall apart on me. And I mean, I feel like that's a mentality most fighters should have. And I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're a week removed from, you know, scale gate. I'm just going to call it scale gate. Cause I know it's, gate. it's point, point 0.5 pounds over and you know, it just, yeah, that's a really shitty situation. I think I feel like Oliveira sometimes has weight trouble cutting weight, but uh, I don't know. A half pound for him to weigh in half pound over and then leave and then come back like an hour later and still be at a half pound. He either was trying to float off that half pound and it didn't work, mm-hmm. or that scale's fucked up. But I'm honestly gonna lean more towards the scale being fucked up because I heard a few guys had issues with it. Yeah, if I'm honest, I've jumped on the scales a few times and had them say different things too so it's like fuck you know what i mean what do you, well, who, do you who do you trust yeah and in, and in your case you know a, a pound okay you're all right and a title fight like you're you're screwed like that's it yeah and and honestly that little that last pound or half pound i know doesn't seem like a lot but that is that half pound or last half pound would be like the equivalent of carrying a fucking ton 610 black hole you know what i mean like the biggest black hole we know of like that mass like it's crazy people don't understand like how how much that half pound or pound really is to someone who's already lost 20 pounds probably in water you know yeah like that's that's literally the difference in life or death sometimes again somebody who hasn't cut weight somebody's watching they're like this is bullshit why couldn't he cut half a pound yeah no idea right they have no clue no. And uh, I mean, he he should have been like a little better. He should have been coming in there under, honestly, like a little bit, and then drinking while he's on the scale, because that's what you typically want to do, right? You want to you want to be under, and then be on the scale drinking or being able to eat something that way. You know what I mean? Just a, it's kind of a good. Uh, in my eyes, in my opinion, that's a good mental, a good mental. I don't want to say crutch, but a good mental uh, uh, bumper there, right? Yeah. Being under and knowing you're under, and then you're like, oh, I could have a little sip if I want to, right? You know what I mean? Because I don't know, it that it's cutting weights a really hard thing, and you have to go to some places mentally that you don't know you could go to until you're there. And that's the craziest part, like you said, you know, not not ever missing weight, you know, and being that half pound, but coming in and being like, yes, I don't have to worry about this. Like you said, it is a stressful. And a lot of the times you see it impact the performance. You really do. Yeah. Um, or you see it go completely the other way and you're like, well, that guy was five pounds over. Now we know why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I've like, I, I'm being honest. I've had, a, I've had two shitty weight cuts. Um, one of them was real bad where I was like, fuck, I don't even know if I could stay in this condition and wait for these fucking doctors to get this rolling so I could even weigh in. Right. But uh, fuck, we do what we have to do <laughs> to make that weight. Shit. But I'm kind of like, I was in, I'm like in between eras in fighting. I'm like in between the old school guys and the new school, the way things are getting done now. So I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll like, I feel like I was kind of the trial and error period for MMA, where now yeah. it's like starting to, it's starting to actually like take root as far as intelligence and then protocols and things like that. You know what I mean? When the way things are done. And they're, I think they're trying to be a lot safer. I know one championship, you know, makes people fight at their natural weight classes you know, and tries to cut down on that weight cut. So 
you know. Yeah, which I'd be okay with if they did like same day weigh-ins or something like that. That way we have to fight at our, at our natural weight. I'd be okay with that, but I'd be fighting at 170, 180. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what it used to be. You know, like when BJ Penn was fighting Matt Hughes, and I'm going to keep using this example because it's the first one to come. He probably weighed 170 on fight night. Like he probably yeah. was like, you know, now a guy cuts to 170. He probably weighs 200 pounds, 210. Yeah, Edgar fights. was the same way too. Edgar walked around at 155 when he was the champion. Yeah. Didn't even cut weight. No, which is crazy, but it showed. Like yeah. the stamina and everything else he had going for him. You know, unfortunately, he's been on the sad yeah. side lately. Bad end of shit, yeah. But he, that doesn't mean he's so not like one of the greats. You know what I mean? Like, no, it won't take it won't take anything away because everybody said the first fight he had against BJ was a fluke. Oh, you know, you, you and then the second fight was just domination. Yeah. You know, then he had the fights with, you know, with Maynard, you know, and I'll never forget. I was watching UFC 125 with my friends. We're at the bar. It's like the third round. And I was like, this is going to be a draw. And they looked at me and they're like, you're, you're dumb. Like the last time there was a draw was like years and years and years ago. I remember I'm reading the scorecards and they're all looking at me like, what? <laughs> Majority draw. I've called, I've called three outcomes to the T that scared me that I could think of off the top of my head. When JDS did that spinning wheel kick to Mark Hunt. Oh, that was pretty dirty. Dude, I called that third round. I go, he's going to throw a spinning kick. And they went, Guy hasn't thrown a kick. Yeah, he hasn't like four fights. <laughs> the other one was um I want to say it was it was Michael, I think it was Michael Chiesa's fight way back when. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if somebody got like punched in the dick. Like not a kick, but like a straight <laughs> up punch. And during the fight, the dude just went for a punch and it went low. And it just <laughs> I was like. Is that is that stuff you have to like in the back of your mind? Is that stuff you're worried about? Like when somebody throws that low kick that gets a little too close? I mean, yeah, because I've been kicked in the dick a few times, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh so it's always something you worry about, but I don't know. When I'm in there, my nuts are my the least of my worries. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true fighter. It's not that I, it's not that I don't care about him, but <laughs> no, in that yeah. moment you're like, you can't you can't you can't just focus and you know be like, oh, that's what I'm gonna think about right now. Yeah, my focus is honestly like everywhere and nowhere when I'm in a fight. I'm like yeah. thinking about I'm think I'm like I'm super conscious and I'm there and I'm having a conversation with my coaches during the fight, right? Like we talk back and forth during the fight, so I'm like I'm present, but I'm also not. It's kind of weird. No, and gosh, how long ago was it? Quite a while ago, Mike Pyle and I had a conversation. I love Mike Pyle. That dude. I like Mike Pyle too. Um. We have a fun story. I don't, this interview, the recorded part of it never made it like on the internet. So one of these days I'll have to upload it. We were literally doing an interview. He's walking through like a Home Depot parking lot and a car started backing up and another car was flying down the road and he ran and he starts like screaming like, stop, stop, stop. And he saved this person from getting straight up T-boned. Oh shit. While we were doing the interview. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to. How we're gonna top that? Like, I really don't know. Like, what? what yeah, you put that in there. That sounds like a good clip. But he said, he said when he was in there, he goes, "I don't hear anything." He goes, "I hear my feet. I hear like you know the movement." He goes, "But other than that, he goes, I don't hear the crowd." He goes, "I can hear my coaches." He goes, "But you have to understand, like your coaches need to talk to you the same during training. 
as they do during a fight. He goes, if they yell at you in training, they have to yell at you in the fight and vice versa. He goes, otherwise, you're not going to hear them at all. Yeah. And I think that's the craziest thing to me, that you guys can just drone all that out. Yeah, sometimes, well, see, so sometimes in that octagon, the, the sound will just bombard you. Yeah. Like, the sound all just all meets up right in the center of that fucking octagon sometimes, it seems like, right? And you just can't hear your own self think. But then sometimes I could pick out individual voices in the crowd. I could hear my coaches. I could hear the other guy's corner. I could hear the commentators. So it just depends on the moment where I'm at in that moment. Because there's a lot of moments where I don't realize what's going on. I don't hear shit, right? But that's where we're, that's when things are crazy in the fight, right? Where you're just going, yeah. uh, scrambling, you're in an exchange or something like that, right? Those instances, I don't know what's going on. I'm, that's all instincts. But around that, when I'm moving around and stuff, I hear everything. I notice everything. I'm like super present in the moment, just trying to just be there and, and you know what I mean? Be aware, be self-aware, let my energy, let my energy be there. Well, and I can't stop staring at the Friday the 13th shirt without asking the question, which is your favorite? Which one? Oh, uh, which one? Jeez. And if you say Jason goes to Manhattan, we're done. Like we're... <laughs> That sounds like the Kardashian version. <laughs> I think I want to say it's like the second one. It's the one where he comes out of the grave and the kids are in the bushes and he fucking hacks the kid in the bushes. That one. That one. And and it's only because uh, I have a memory tied to it. <laughs> okay. Like uh, a few years ago, a long, 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 long time ago, me and a bunch of friends, uh, we all dropped acid and we're hanging out on Halloween, and. Uh, we were smashing pumpkins. We were just, you know, high school, smashing pumpkins and whatnot. And then uh, one of my buddies thinks it's a good idea to throw a pumpkin in front of a car that's pulling up behind us. So I'm like, nah, don't be a fucking idiot. Let's just smash it in the street like we did. The other ones, he fucking says, fuck that, throws it anyway, ends up being a cop. So throws a pumpkin, hits hits the cop, the car hit, the cop hits the pumpkin, pumpkin goes flying, right? Just destroys it. Me and uh, it's me, my buddy Mark, and then my friend Joey. My friend Joey's the one that threw it. We all take off. We start running the other direction. We're fucked up on acid too, mind you. So, cop screams, "Fucking you!" And the fucking uh, calls out his clothes. You fucking freeze right there, right? <laughs> he stops. Me and buddy Mark just keep trucking. Like he didn't say nothing about us. So we're fucking running still. We go like we run like two houses, jump in some bushes. Like the cop didn't fucking see us, right? Like we didn't even break line of sight. We literally ran down two houses, jumped in some bushes with him watching us do the shit. So he's. <laughs> He's talking, to our, he's talking to our buddy Joey. He's scolding him, yelling at him, uh, doing his shit, whatever. And then me and Mark are like tripping out in the bush. I'm like, dude. Oh, this is a hell of a time for it to freeze. Oh, this is the good part. I stay with us, guys. All right. All right, you back. That was a hell of a time for it to go. You're like, yeah, we're tripping up. I know. <laughs> Okay, so so we're in the bushes, and the cop's yelling at Joey, right? Scolding him bad for throwing the pumpkin. And me and Mark are like, you know what? He's probably just going to kill him. We should probably just go back home, you know? <laughs> so we get out of the bush. We get out of the bushes, and we're, and we're watching him. The cop's like, you two, get over here. We're like, fuck that. We turn the book, right? Cop jumps in his car, chases us. We go down, like, I don't know. We get down, like, two streets, run to my friend Mark's house, and we get into his room. His room was in the garage, so... His garage was turned into a room, and that was his room. 
So we're looking out, we're looking out the door next door to my friend Mark's house was my other friend Vince and my friend Vince, we always always hang out at his house. So we're all there. Right. And, uh, anyway, the cops pull up, they see the smash pumpkins fucking everywhere, right. All over the street. It's, it's almost, it's almost like an arrow pointing to the house. Like these are the assholes that fucking did this shit. You know what I mean? So, so the cops are knocking on my buddy Vince's door next door and me and my friend Mark are all fucked up in his room and we're looking through the, we're peeking through the blinds, right? Lights are off. Like I'm tripping out because my friend Mark's room, when it's pitch black in there, he had stars. He had like the old glow in the dark stars and shooting stars and things like that that people put on their ceilings and stuff. Yeah. He had that, but he had it all over his posters and everything. So when his lights turned off, it was like you were in fucking space in his room. It was nuts, right? <laughs> and Not so a good time to be on acid. <laughs> exactly. So we're fucked up. He turns the lights off. I'm tripping out on the stars. And then he's like, I'm going to turn the TV on. He turns the TV on and, and Friday the 13th on, and then I just started watching that shit, right? So he's like telling me, he's like, dude, the cops the cops are making making all the boys clean up the pumpkins, yada, yada. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm watching this movie. <laughs> but I was like just stuck on that movie, I remember, for like, I watched the whole thing through and just let them do what they were fucking doing. I don't even know why I was telling that story, but I was like Friday the 13th on, oh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's, no, that, but- that's why. That's why, because that memory is tied to it. That is hysterical memory to be tied to it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know how I could follow that. There's nothing I could ask you now that would be like more interesting than what you just said. Yeah, I'm like I was like one of those wild street kids when I was younger. I just I just didn't have a key, so I wasn't considered a latchkey kid. <laughs> and, my, and my mom never worked. <laughs> my mom didn't work, so it was different. A different different day and age. Yeah. That's how my mom was a fucking FBI agent, man. If, if I was up to no good, she fucking knew it. Like for real FBI agent or like mom no, FBI she's not, agent? She's not. She would, she's probably better than most FBI agents that are like working for that fucking company. Because oh, yeah. she would just like, I remember I would take off and she would just know where I was. And it used to trip me out. I would, I would literally just leave. Like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with some friends. She'd be like, fuck, you're not going anywhere today. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm out. And I'd run, right? Like, I would just run away. And then I'd be gone for the whole day. I'd take off, and she would just show up at a friend at a friend's house that she didn't even know I was friends with this person. Like she didn't know like this was one of my <laughs> friends, right? And she'd show up at this person's house and drag my ass back home. And I'm like, what the fuck? I still to this day I have no idea how she was how she did that. No, dude, every my time, mom, my mom would ask me three knew. times. She'd be like, "Hey, where were you? Oh, I was just wondering. Hey, where were you?" <laughs> I was just by the third time, dude. To this day, if my mom asked me three times and I lied to her the first, she'll know. Like it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> oh man! I again, I don't know how we follow acid smashing pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I've done a lot well, of things, dude. There's so much more I wanted to talk to you about, but I think we're gonna save it for another one because honestly, that was a lot of damn fun. Yeah, man, I love that's why I, I love doing these, and I don't do them very often because typically people don't care about me unless I have a fight going on. The guys that care about me, when I have a fight, I don't care about them, so I'm yeah. like, I don't do interviews a lot. But Which uh, I, I noticed, and I, I mean, after just like the interactions we had, and just watching your Twitch stream, dude. Anybody who hasn't seen it, um, the From Hell Pachel Twitch stream, you want to have some fun? Go watch that. Like seriously. <laughs> Because it's every single one of us playing video games. It's just 
we can't see that we're making those faces. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know I was making those faces until you said something to me. <laughs> Dude, I'm that watching the stream so and I'm like, <laughs> like, is that what I look like? Shit. <laughs> I know. I just don't care. I'm that kind of person who oh, I don't care to embarrass myself. It's whatever. And it's not even embarrassing yourself. It's the truth. We all have done it. We've all yelled at the TV. It's no different than Road Rage. We've yelled at a video game. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar to my Road Rage. <laughs> you know, this isn't this isn't going to be Metal Gear Solid where you have to unplug the controller. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to know how they did that all those years ago because... Yeah, that was pretty nuts. That tripped me out. I used to love, I love those Metal Gear Solid games were like my jam too. Yeah. I think the whole next episode we talk, we're just going to talk about video games. Yeah, like what we started time. with and everything. Because I'm honestly, super into video games. I love them. All right. I'll ask you this before you go. Favorite video game of all time? Uh, see, you can't really ask me a question like that because I'm not like a favorite of all time kind of guy when it comes to anything. I'm a very, uh, um, <laughs> I don't want to say moody, but my mood depends on where where I'm at. You know what I mean? Okay. So, okay. So right now, my absolute favorite game is Project Zomboid. Okay. Which is basically like Sims, survival apocalypse Sims game. Yeah, I saw you playing it. Zombies yeah. is basically what it is. Again, but that's my favorite game watch, right now. The one stream I watch, you hit the dude, and you're just like, <laughs> again. Now I look crazy. Okay, yeah. So, so I say, I don't know if you saw me, but I was like, I want, I watched the Zomboid one, and you just somebody came over to you, and you just went, pow! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So that game's really fun for me. I love that game right now. But then, like before, I was really hooked on uh, Escape from Tarkov, which is yeah. like a first-person raid-style shooter. Before that, I was playing GTA RP for a while. I was like super, like I got super big with GTA RP. Like a lot of people loved my RP and, and uh, I actually loved RPing and doing that kind of thing, like the role playing thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I have like a whole thing that I created, right? A whole world that I created in it. But the people that run that kind of shit turned me off to it. Like, I just. Yeah, they get a little too, it's a little too nuts. And it's like, for me, like, yeah. like GTA, you know, Vice City is still one of my favorites of that one. And I haven't even played the newer ones. Like, that's, that's where I'm at, where I just kind of got like, you know kind of like knocked off the whole situation but i'm like i'm watching i watch everybody play they're allegedly I, making a number six yeah they're supposed to well they said why do we need to the game's still selling millions of copies a year that and they make all kinds of money from the online which is crazy yeah listen the one thing i feel like they missed out on vice city was being able to hold a katana while you were on a motorcycle i really <laughs> felt like that needed to be something and i don't know if that said something about me but I'm like, come on. Like, come on. You don't need that. <laughs> but um, Vince, talk about, like, tell people where they can find yourself. I know everything's from Hell Pichel, and we're going to try and do this fancy way. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and put it all up on the screen so everybody can see all that. Oh, nice. Look at that. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My Instagram's being, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Henry. I'm, I'm getting Joseph Stalin right now on my Instagram. Um, so you, it'd be hard to find me on there, but I'm on Instagram too. <laughs> I figured, dude, I made this, I made all these templates like today, like an hour before the show. And I was like, yeah. let's see how this works. You know, it's either going to look great or it's going to look terrible. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that, you know, and, um, you know, everybody, 
definitely need you back on the show. Like this was absolutely a, a blast. Like I, that was a roller coaster. Oh, oh, and there's a cat seat. Now you just completed it. Get off me! <laughs> oh, jeez. I was gonna say John Jones would be mad at you, but it's not the John Jones you're you're thinking of. So <laughs> wait, what? The, the other John Jones. You don't know about him? No. Who's the other John Jones? So if you put in on Twitter at John Jones, uh, it's a guy who's a video game developer with a handlebar mustache, white guy, and I'm saying white guy just because it's literally the polar opposites. Dude, he was getting hate mail. Like people would tag him, and be like, "How do you how do you live with yourself every day?" And so he started just responding, and they'd be like, "Man, we're gonna fight." And he's like, "All right, man, you and me, Street Fighter, let's go." <laughs> And dude, look him up. He was on ESPN. The UFC gave him tickets to the pay-per-views. Like <laughs> he went to EA um as part of like I think he was there for work and he got to see like the UFC game being made. I hey, think yeah, they probably put his ass in the video game before me too. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I played the new one. I don't I think it's terrible. Yeah, like I heard a lot of people told me it's terrible. Every, every fighter has the same moves, like the same yeah. skill set. Yeah. Three, I'll still play three all day long. Yeah, you know, I think two and three were the better ones, but I don't really play them either because I, I boycott them because they just are assholes and don't put me in the game. Yeah. All they right. literally have people in there that aren't even in the UFC anymore, but they don't put me in there, and I've been there for like 10 years. Dude, they pulled the day before the whole Masvidal-Colby thing, they pulled him from the roster on the game. Masvidal? And I was like, he's on the cover. What? Yeah. So he he's not in the roster. No. Last time I played, he was not no not in the roster. He's literally the cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Listen, I don't know if you watch hockey or not, but the Lightning and the Leafs are playing tomorrow, and I've got a angry spot for the NHL games because, like, two out of the last four years, they put Austin Matthews from the Leafs on there, and if that doesn't mean anything to you. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup the last two years, and they didn't even make the cover. So I'm like, you know what, EA? I got a problem with you now. Shit, man. You can tell me stuff about my own sport, and I wouldn't even know. I'm such a shitty fan. <laughs> you know what? That is a good fighter to me. Who's not I so super engulfed in, you know, what else is going on and all this stuff. You're focused on you. You've, again, three losses in the UFC. Um, if I've done my research yeah. right, six out of the last ten guys you fought, aren't even in the UFC anymore. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, and most of their fight, their last fights were you. So you literally were like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I would have loved to have seen that Kevin Lee fight, but, you know, he's in Eagle FC now fighting at 165 pounds. So Yeah, no, he's he's living the good life. Khabib's <laughs> taking care of him over there. Yeah. Give him, Diego Sanchez. Give him the old Diego Sanchez treatment. Fuck. I don't know why that sounded dirty. That's <laughs> because Sanchez. It's just a dirty word, dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Vince, thank you so much. On behalf of myself, Combat Press, all my sponsors, we already talked about them, but uh, Low Barber Cubana, we might have to get you hooked up with Eddie Wideland because you guys got that mustache thing going on, and you know he's got the mustache mafia, so I mean – might might need to connect those two things because you you really got that thing going on. So maybe maybe I'm more of a one man army type, but maybe. <laughs> well, you can be the dawn of like you know a, a new chapter. We'll we'll do the Colorado <laughs> chapter. We'll make shit up for it. But 
Vince, thank you so much. Uh, this was an absolute pleasure. Um, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time with somebody that literally before today, we never really had a conversation. So I, uh, <laughs> that speaks to who you are as a person and, you know, have fun. And I'm just going to say this, have fun getting high and playing video games because that's what you're going to go do. Thank you, sir. That is what I'm going to go do. Make sure you check me out. Twitch.tv slash from help the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Later, brother.